Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Noah. And my name is Brianna. And in this episode, we're going to be reviewing Child's Play and Toy Story 4. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. guys and my name is Enrique shut up we are uh, we're on week three of no Aussie so um, you know pray for us no I'm just kidding um, yeah so Aussie's not here again but of course we have Noah and Brianna again joining us so thank you guys again for filling in um, on you're welcome <laughs> in that respect um, I, there's, okay, obviously I have to do my uh, ritualistic criti- critique of Enrique's audio skills. I'm, I'm real nervous. I'm not going to lie. I'm nervous, about that, look, I'm nervous about looking at the audio after and like crying because I have to spend like an hour fixing it. Um, but the, I have a new favorite subplot um, with Enrique's uh, audio running oh, no. skills. And it is Noah's growing annoyance with Enrique's lack of caring at all. I care. <laughs> because... You don't understand, Enrique. This is my life. Okay? You don't understand. This is my entire life. This is all I care about. It's <laughs> <laughs> like every time Enrique says anything, Noah's just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> if I was Da Vinci, today's audio would be my starry night. Okay. <laughs> oh, wait. Didn't he not pay it there? Oh, so many yeah, there's so many wrong. Oh, my God. There's so much wrong with that. Oh, my gosh. Um. Anyway. That was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> we clipped that, clipped that right there. Oh, yeah. We are definitely clipping that off 100%. 100%. <laughs> 100%. Um, I meant to say Mona Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Okay, sure. Um, but anyway, so that's what's going on behind the scenes. Um, but yeah, so this episode obviously is coming a little uh, later in the week, but that is um, that is mostly, well, there's two reasons for that. Number one, I was out of town, so there was no way we were recording this weekend. Uh, number two, uh, Noah and Brianna both were like, we have to talk in depth about Toy Story 4. So it just made the most sense for us to wait a little bit and then dive into it. So we will be talking full spoilers and all that for Toy Story 4, uh, but we'll save that for the end of the episode just in case you haven't seen it. We're going to start, though, with another movie about um, a toy or toys or whatever, however you want to put it, uh, and that is Child's Play, the reboot of the Chucky movies. Um, I don't know what you guys were expecting going into this, but... This is not at all what I was expecting. Uh, I was very thrown off, like, from the beginning of the movie. I was like, what is happening? This is, where are we going with this? And I'm not going to lie, when we first see, like, the direction that they're taking the story and, like, the lore, for lack of a better term, with Chucky, I was like, uh, I don't know about this. But the more it went along, the more I was like, I kind of appreciate the weird, just, direction that they decided to take this. And, uh... I enjoyed this movie. What about you guys? Uh, no, we'll start with you. 
Yeah, um, I mean, I got to say, in terms of the hierarchy of, of famous horror movie villains, Chucky is like, he's like one tier above the leprechaun. He's not really that uh, impressive. He's, he's, no, he's no Michael Myers or he's no like Jason. And uh, he's pretty much been diluted until he means basically nothing in pop culture. Fair. So going into like, this is a straight reboot and not an attempt to like capitalize. Like all the last movies have been Cult of Chucky or like Bride of Chucky or whatever. This mm -hmm. is Child's Play. It's a new thing. And they really like try to make it a new thing. They're rebooting it as if nobody has ever heard of Chucky before. It's like a new design, which is... You know, that's a thing. We can get into that. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and it's got, uh, I, think, I think they did a decent job. I think there's, um, there's a lot of interesting things going on in this movie. And, um, yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed my, my, my time a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, yeah, there's, there's some stuff. Uh, but, uh, yeah. yeah. Brianna, uh, as I throw to you, I'm going to tell you that I, I, I think, did you text me or did i see a facebook post or i can't remember how i got your thoughts on this movie but i remember you saying that it was like what did you how did you put it that it was sweet or like something like that i can't remember and i was like you have my attention that's when i was like i really need to try to see this movie because i'm so curious what she means and after watching it i completely get what you mean but you uh, understand. Yeah. Um, yeah when i was sitting in the movie I was like, okay, I was not expecting to empathize with Chucky this much. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like such a baby when it comes to like humanizing people. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I was watching the movie and I was super, like I'm not, horror is not my main genre. I only really got like started watching horror movies at all in the last like year and a half. So the fact that I was as excited for this movie as I was, was saying something um but as i was watching it i definitely came to the realization that i'm not really ready for the slasher genre yet um yeah <laughs> because Understandable. There's, like, there's a there's like good and there's enjoyment and i like i'll probably never watch this movie again just because it 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 made me sad but that's just because yeah. i'm a baby <laughs> um but, uh, yeah, I sent you that message in the movie because I was like, I was not expecting it to be this wholesome <laughs> for, like... <laughs> That's what it first... was. That's how you put it. It's like, what? Yeah, it... <laughs> wholesome. For the first, like, third of the movie, yeah. it was very wholesome. I was like, wow, I was not expecting to be this endeared to Chucky. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and then, and then, like, half an hour later, I was like, also very upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> Also, this movie is just very upsetting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's surprising how much the the deaths actually have an impact on you. Like, there was one death where I was just like, "Oh, that's really sad. <laughs> I feel bad now." Yeah, I think every every single one of Definitely. the deaths has like an element of of like you're a little bit you're I mean a little bit sympathetic to a lot sympathetic. Mm -hmm. But to, you're um, also like, like the, I'm sorry, not try to oh, interrupt. Oh, go ahead. Then the original. Chucky. I mean, I haven't seen the original, any of the original films, but I've seen extensive like recap videos. Um, and in the original, uh, it's it's just the spirit of a serial killer in you know mm -hmm. imbued into a doll. So there's no like empathy there. There's no like um, you know humanization of the villain. It's just like this monster in the house that you're trying to escape from. 
um, and who you're following because the conceit is really interesting. But in this movie, it's way more like this intelligence that was birthed into the world under really dubious circumstances that were really no fault of his own. And so he's learning and doing the best that he can with the information that he has and the broken framework that he's operating from. And like, that just makes me feel really bad for him, even though he's doing all these like absolutely terrible things. There's also an element of he's just not misunderstood, but he's just like, expressing himself in just a incredibly mm-hmm. violent and awful way yeah well that, that, yeah. that's a that's the thing like just with the idea behind this movie that i think at the end of the day really works is the fact that they decided to go not with the supernatural horror route they decided to make this essentially a sci-fi horror movie uh yeah. which is fascinating like that's what when i realized that was what was happening i was like i don't know about this but then like it's you start to see the possibilities that are open up through this and you start to see that you're like sympathizing with him because it's essentially an ai that is like trying to figure out its place in the world essentially it's just like what is happening (laughs) it was very black mirror yeah yeah that's i definitely got that impression like this is this is trying to be black mirror i mean it's like black mirror without like the deep commentary about yeah anything, exactly i don't think yeah. but i mean they didn't do too bad of a job i mean black black mirror has this like kind of highbrow connotation mm-hmm. and i don't think i don't think this movie is as highbrow as black no, mirror no, no, is, no. but it's definitely uh, like it's definitely not failing in its attempts 100 percent, yeah yeah um and it's also uh, we can talk about the tone a little bit, but I really enjoyed I, I, the tone of this movie. <laughs> like, it's just, yeah. I think it knows kind of what it is, and it's just having fun with it. And I, I appreciated that. Like, obviously, I've spoken on this podcast many times about how I'm not a gore person, and there's definitely moments where I'm like, oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, I did not care for a lot of that. But um, even in those moments, there's an element of, like, lightheartedness which is like weird um and i don't know like i i just i really liked the the vibe of this movie like i was i was feeling it yeah um can i just say this isn't really that much of a spoiler yeah but i love the idea that without any context you can just tell someone hey in the new child's play movie chucky murders someone while saying this is for tupac yes (laughs) so um (laughs) what Yeah, that happens. That's an actual line in the movie. It oh, makes yeah. a little bit more sense, but it's. I mean, it's... <laughs> there were like there were like slight moments of foreshadowing that you mm-hmm. can tell based on the trailer that like the foreshadowing was more of a an obvious wink than it was like intelligent foreshadowing. But that was like that was the moment I definitely did expect yeah. to come back around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I just I don't know. I really like the tone of this movie. I really like the. Again, the the backstory, the way that they set set this up. Like with horror movies, what I want is I either want you to genuinely frighten me, or I want you to set up an interesting world where I can just kind of like get into the world and accept the reality that you're presenting me with and have fun with it. And this movie, I think, definitely falls into that second category. Like I Absolutely. was entertained by the world and the premise that they set up. Um, you know, it was, yeah, yes, it definitely gets silly and we can get into that and there's, but 
I think that's even a lot of that is intentional. So it kind of works on that front. And the story is not the most like, <laughs> you know, it's not a very deep thing. It's not very dynamic or anything like that. And it's not like we're getting Oscar performances. But at the same time, I enjoyed the world that I was given. I enjoyed uh, the tone of this movie. And I just had fun with it. And I think that's the best you can ask for this kind of movie, especially for a child's play movie. Like, like you were saying, Noah, like, this isn't like uh you know one of the you know, he's he's an iconic horror villain but not like in the same as sense as like a Michael Myers or something like that yeah. even in the slasher subgenre it's just it's he's an, on a different playing field almost um yeah. uh, but what other positives do you guys have um that okay, you want to throw I out I don't have to be the first one to talk about my positives but I do just want to say two words before anybody else. Okay. Mark Hamill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mark you. Hamill voices Chucky yeah. this time around. Um, kind of a perfect, you know, perfect casting. I, I mean, for this, I, Mark Hamill's played, uh, he's played the Joker a lot mm-hmm. in some animated stuff, some video games. He's, he's a really talented voice actor, which is kind of funny for like, it's, it's it's almost ironic in a sense that like one of the most typecast actors ever found success in voice acting. Yeah, so that's that's kind of neat. Um, he's yeah, he's, he's doing the a great reason, job. He's actually the reason I was looking forward to this movie as much as I was. Um, as someone who's like only marginally in the Star Wars fandom, mm-hmm. um, I appreciate Mark Hamill way more for his voice acting work, especially as the Joker than as Luke yeah. Skywalker. Cause I feel like in voice acting is where he really shines. He has such a distinct voice and such an incredible way of maneuvering, um, you know, the roles that he's given when it comes to voice acting that I was like, I was beyond stoked when I found out that he was going to be Chucky. And as much as I feel like he was not, utilized to the best of his ability i still like will speak highly of his vocal performance pretty much whenever he's whenever he's you know offering it (laughs) yeah definitely definitely (laughs) Noah, do you have any other positives you want to throw out there uh yeah i mean the uh the dp the shots in this movie are surprisingly really good there's um there's a handful of just really well balanced shots there's some really creative uses of lighting Mm-hmm. Um, there's some scenes where there's just like, I mean, if you think about it, the scene is, or the room is lit entirely from a, by, via a television. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it creates this interesting look or they'll be, I mean, they use a lot of screens. I guess that could be sort of a motif mm-hmm. within the, within the film oh, that yeah, they, they light you through screens that might say something about technology. I don't know. Um, but, uh, there's like a scene where he's silhouetted against this massive screen and there's these lit up sort of galleries from his left and his right. And this is this is the main the boy the main character and it's just like I was like wow that's that's really cool and I wrote it down it was just that was a it was, it's an impressive level that they're working at and they use a lot of color which is always appreciated in horror movies I think like a, a lot of like generic horror movies have the idea that it's like oh we just you know suck all the color out of it because it's a horror movie but no color really adds an atmosphere some of my favorite horror movies have a distinct color palette. And it, I, I really enjoyed this movie with its, um, with just how brightly and you know diversely it lit itself. Definitely, definitely. Um, and I think that goes to speak to what we were talking about earlier. It's just I, this movie just kind of decided to like 
go for it. And I just really appreciated that. Like, like they had a way that they wanted to take this that was different. And I think it paid off. So I, I like yeah. that. Um, all right. Any other positives before we move on to negatives? Aubrey Plaza. I was going to say that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Aubrey Plaza is really, really, really attractive. <laughs> I second that. All right, Enrique, thank you for chiming thank in. You, Enrique. She's also, I mean, uh, look, I am definitely not one to shy away from commenting on on a performer's attractiveness. As uh, we know. Although, uh, and, you know, she is gorgeous, but that's not the main appeal of the performance for me. <laughs> I'm being honest. Fair. Um, hey, I mean, God bless. You know, <laughs> I just think that her casting was inspired. I mean, they definitely address it early on when I'm sitting there, like in the first three minutes of the movie, going, "Why does she have a 12 year old kid?" Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, like, <laughs> literally in the in the first like 10 lines that she speaks, they address that, and I was like, "Okay, that's cool." So they're not totally unaware that this is strange. Um, but she also just like adds a lot of like the character that she plays makes a lot of sense and it was a really interesting inclusion and like you don't hear from her a whole lot in the later stages of the movie but they definitely like she definitely uh is an interesting has an interesting role in the way that things go yeah um that I, I I did struggle. I, I kind of like you uh, at first, especially I did struggle with the idea of like just seeing her as like this mom character. I was like, I, I don't know if I quite bought it, but I think the way like you like you were talking about the way that they ended up using her um, down down the road in the movie, I think really worked. So it paid off in that respect for me. Um, but yeah. All right. Well, I guess we can move on to negatives. Um, Brianna, what do you got? Um, I, I'm generally pretty critical of movies that rely heavily on the technological aspect. I feel like Black Mirror makes it work, but for some reason, um, when movies try to do it, I get like really cynical and it just strikes me as like, I don't know. I, for some reason, that's like a big thing with me. I, I'm generally very critical of movies that rely on that. So when I heard that, I, and I and given the update that they, uh, the direction that they were taking with it, it makes sense. It makes total sense, you know, to do this uh, in the world that we live in today. But it's it takes a lot more for a movie to earn my trust and my genuine interest when they rely so heavily on the technological component because you know they're sitting there with like tablets and and cell phones and I, for some reason that like takes away from it for me a little bit but um that is just a blanket criticism that I'm always that's always <laughs> going to be a little harder for a, a film to earn my respect when they use technology in such a crucial role I don't know why um I wish I had better words to explain it, but that's like, uh, that's something that I say about pretty much every movie that relies so heavily on technology. So that, like, I think they absolutely did, you know, a great job with it for, for what, you know, um, for the fact that they used that mm -hmm. premise, but uh, just in general, I don't know, the idea of like, mm, like I said, they did turn it into something different, but 
uh, I guess part of it is because the idea of like uh, the idea of uh, uh, an AI, like an, a malevolent AI isn't nearly as frightening as like the spirit of a serial killer inside a child's toy. For me, at least, I wasn't, I didn't think the movie was scary. Like it's, mm-hmm. I guess maybe it's not supposed to be scary, but it, it didn't scare me. Definitely shocked me and upset me. But it, uh, yeah, that, I think upsetting was, is a good term to use. Like it, it wasn't scary and that's fine. That's not really a complaint. It's just something to note. Like it wasn't, I wasn't sitting there like biting my nails around the edge mm-hmm. of my seat. Like, okay, I'm about to, you know. Like, I wasn't, like, looking over my shoulder when I walked to the car. Um, I just walked away feeling very sick to my stomach. Yeah. <laughs> um, which, you know, every movie's good for something. And as long <laughs> as you don't go in expecting to be frightened, uh, then you should be fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Noah, what about you? I guess mainly my... Uh, I, I don't really have many criticisms, but, uh, I don't know, the editing was... The editing is a little choppy, moment to moment. Uh, spatial geography is kind of difficult to figure out in some climactic scenes. Uh, there's like one or two in particular where I was like, where where are these people and mm-hmm. and what's happening and where did that come from? But um other than that, I don't I don't really have any overall criticism. It has like it has this layer of cheese that yeah. sort of, you know, it's uh it's it's responding to its you know, acknowledging. So it's not really a criticism. It's just, it knows what it is. It's not shooting too high. But um, in terms of technique, that was, that was one thing that I walked away with. Like that was, eh, that could have looked, that could have felt a bit better in the editing department. So, yeah. That's all I got. Also, Andy's friends suck. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, that's another thing. Andy's friends are freaking stupid. They're like, so obnoxious. Yeah. For yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty much. Um, <laughs> they they feel like characters that were kind of just thrown in there to kind of yeah. help move the story along, I guess. And then like yeah. there's and there are moments in the story that you know, as much as I appreciate the direction that they took it, there there are moments in the story where it's literally like we're trying to fill out a runtime here. Uh, we're gonna have this character do this uh, and say this thing to put him in this awkward situation just because he needs to be in oh. an awkward situation scene, i know exactly yeah. what you're talking about and that scene made me so uncomfortable yeah so yeah. like uh, <laughs> i i think there I was is sitting there i just i could feel my whole body tensing up and yeah. like rolling into a ball i was like oh my gosh i just want to die yeah yeah and I, I don't know if i i can't can, can you like give me a hint because i'm i don't i don't remember like cringing that hard watermelon Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. So um th- there's that and there's a character that they introduce that's like this almost subplot to get Chucky from one place in the story to another that's just like why is this oh. an element of this story? Like I there's a lot of stuff that I feel like they just kind of threw in there just to meet a runtime and that's again, I get it and it's not like it ruined the movie or anything like that, but it is an element and yes, uh, I'm kind of on the same page with Noah that it's just like this movie, like, it's got some cheese, it's got some silliness. At least it knows what it is and it just accepts it. Um, but, you know, we're not claiming this is, like, <laughs> best picture or anything like that. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, I, I do got to say, yeah. the um, that watermelon, we're talking about the watermelon scene. If yeah. you've seen the movie, you know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. But um, oh. I did, I, it was, it was, it's a very, it's a very squeamish scene. Uh, and how that watermelon plays into the story is that it doesn't. It doesn't really have anything yeah. to do. It just kind of serves moment to moment to yeah. add a 
tension. This sounds really weird. This watermelon's adding tension. But like there, there are there are so two confused. scenes. Yeah, Enrique's lost. There's yeah, there's two scenes where this watermelon is like it's you're like you're like, oh god and, and they they're kind of like the exact same scene yeah. repeated after each other, but in different situations. Mm-hmm. Is he hiding and in the watermelon? No, no. But they <laughs> it's complicated. Yeah, it's complicated. But um yeah, they just the watermelon doesn't go anywhere. They yeah. just get rid of it. Yeah. I so. mean, yeah, it like shows back up again, but not in any like major climactic way. It's just kind of thrown out there, like, oh, this watermelon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, kind of. Yeah. I, like I said, it's not like it ruins the movie or anything like that. But it's oh, I don't but know. If you're like if you're faint of heart. I mean, I could. Yeah. I had such a hard time sitting there watching it. It was like this is like. So I think I don't think I've ever been this uncomfortable in a movie theater. <laughs> this might be the first time that like because I one thing this is gonna kind of go back to positive vote. One thing they do well is like build up to like the gore to when it's going to happen when it's gonna get really bad. They build up to it. Like this might be the first time that I legitimately turned away from the screen because I knew what was about to happen and I did not want to see it. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. I really, really did not want to look. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, they do. They at least they do that. So like you know it's going to happen, and you know they're going to show it. And if you want to turn away, they give you ample opportunity to do so. Um, oh, speaking from experience on that front. All right, let's rate this movie, and then we can move on to a much more... Uh, well, this movie's kind of delightful in a weird way, but we're going to move on to a much more purely delightful movie. No watermelons. <laughs> yes. Um, ah. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to give this movie... Look, I'm, I'm giving this movie a 7 out of 10. It's a, it's a good, fun time. <laughs> it's very, very uh, unique, and I appreciated it. It's not perfect, but I, I just had fun with it. Who wants to go next, Noah? Sure, yeah. Um, I'll give it a I'll give it a good old six and a half. I mean, if you're not, if you've seen everything else in the theater, which I have, um, <laughs> you go ahead, go ahead. Weird and see flex, this but okay. Hey, I mean, you know, it's I see I see a lot of movies these days, but um, yeah. Uh, if you've seen everything, go ahead. It's it's pretty enjoyable, or at least you will enjoy yourself. Yeah, I can say that. Yeah, Brianna. I'm also going to give it a six and a half because it's not like seven is usually like the okay, this is like a, a really good, you know, movie mm-hmm. genuine quality for me, like genuine enjoyment. Five is too average. I felt like this is like better than just completely, you know, apathetic about this movie. So I'm going to give it definitely on the more positive side of six mm-hmm. and a half. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, again, we're going to... Here's a movie that uh, I think we're going to be able to dive into and, and, again, much more delightful. Uh, Toy Story 4. (laughs) I got to tell you, I had maybe a paragraph of notes on Child's Play. I have, like, several pages of things I want to talk about when it comes to Toy Story 4. Um, All right. Well, let's do a little bit of uh, stage setting before we get into uh, the thick of this. Uh, First of all, um, we are going to talk in depth about this movie so if you haven't seen it you might want to check out uh but we will say i will say this um i think i think i can speak for most of us talking right now including enrique as well that we were all a little bit nervous for this movie um going into it because i 
I, I mean, I won't speak for everyone's reasons, but for me, it was like, you ended it so perfectly. Why yeah, would you ruin that? Um, what, you know, and I was nervous about that. I thought it was going to be a Cars 2 scenario. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think this movie, they, they, it's of the same quality of the other ones, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, it's insane. What, what were we worried about? Why were we worried? I have no idea. Exactly. It's like, it's yeah. it's insane. So if you were holding off on seeing this movie, like I, I legitimately saw someone post on Facebook that they were about to see this movie and they were like, ready to have my childhood ruined. And I was like, I, I literally wanted to comment and be like, you have nothing to worry about. <laughs> um, so if you are holding off on seeing this movie, this is your spoiler free review. Go see it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right. <laughs> now we're really, going to get really, into it. Really, really good. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. All right. Noah, since you seem to have a lot to say, let's start with you. Yeah. I mean, um, in addition to like the fact that it ended so poorly, one of the other things I was a little bit worried about is um, is the casting of Key and Peele. And I mean, I love Key and Peele, but it kind of communicated to me. It was like, we're trying to sell you this movie with Key and Peele. And I was like, I don't think... Like, this is a Pixar movie. It's not really sold on the people that it casts. Mm -hmm. So that that was just another kind of small concern that I have. But, uh, like, the second the movie starts, literally before the credits, I was like, I don't know why, but I'm really excited. This is going to be, I I think this is going to be really good. Um, And it really was. It doesn't feel, it feels entirely distinct from the past three movies. I've been rewatching them. Uh, mm-hmm. past three toy stories and it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like a continuation it almost feels like well actually i i think i listened to an interview or something or something behind the scenes and the uh, the people behind it they said yeah we uh didn't want to do another one but then we were approached with this script or we looked at the, the script and it, we just like this is a really good idea we should go for it and mm-hmm. they did and it definitely feels like that it definitely feels like this was inspired by what the kind of story that they wanted to tell as opposed to Let's make another Toy Story movie. It was like, we only made this because we had a great story and we had a great idea and we had the ability to do it. That's interesting because I kind of view this movie as Woody's epilogue. You know, like that's 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 also a really good way to view it. um, It it, this is very much Woody, a Woody centric movie, and that's completely Mm -hmm. fine. Um, And it to me came across as like, look, we have this great character that, yes, their story as a whole ended, and I think the ending still holds, and the ending did also kind of leave us room to, for, like, a hopeful ending, you know, a happy ending, and this, this movie is like, but Woody needs to complete his story, and I think we, we get that, and uh, it very much, like I, I just, I really was surprised that it worked so well on that level. Um, Brianna, what about you? Yeah, I'm definitely gonna be a bit of a downer. Ooh, okay. Um, I definitely, I, I was easily the most skeptical. Um, <clears throat> I think. Okay. Of probably anybody that I know, because uh, I've, I've. If you'll excuse me, I've outright on the last several Disney uh, <laughs> like sequels, like long-awaited Disney sequels. Um, so, uh, I, you know, I have a troubled history when it comes to them. Um, and I can say for the most part, I was proven wrong. I still have like 
complaints at at my core, but I definitely was not like I definitely had a good time. Uh, and I had a, I actually had a very good time, which is way more than I can say I had hoped for when it came to this movie. Um, so right. I, I can say I was pleasantly proven wrong. I, I definitely wasn't as nervous as you seem to be, but that, I, I don't know. Like I, I was still of that same mindset, just maybe not to that extent of like, it's the same thing. It's almost the same thing as toys or not of toys um, of the Lion King upcoming where it's like, why do we need this oh, movie? Um, but at the same time, Noah, you, you know, you're, you're void of like, why were we worried? I, I kind of felt that immediately as well. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just like, I don't know when has Pixar ever had a real, real misstep. I mean, they've had a, maybe two, like yeah. they, they haven't had many. Um, so uh, th there wasn't really all that reason to be nervous in my opinion, but anyway, let's dive into this. Um, I don't know. Where do you, where do you guys want to start? We, we have full range here. We can talk, we can go into whatever we want. So animation. Sure. Let's go for it. Just yeah. I, I, I feel like I can say with almost utmost confidence that animation has peaked. There is, we cannot get better than this. There's nothing but like the lighting and the textures and the environments and the details and the physics are just at the point where like I, I watched the original Toy Story a couple of days ago, 1995. Mm -hmm. It took them, you know, and we're here 24 years and that that's all it took. We're good. We don't have to worry about that anything anymore. Like if you want to make movies that look like they could also be real life with an insane amount of detail that you can tell which toys have different types of plastic, like, like buzz, like I can, you can, you can almost like imagine what it would feel like to, uh, yeah. to, to touch the texture of like buzz light years. Uh, I don't know. It's like chest thing or like what, uh, what Woody's hat would feel like, like you can reach out and you can poke it. And I think that's insane. And it adds to this sense that like this movie was not created in a computer. It just kind of exists, and I I, I, I love that. What was that? <laughs> I, I wouldn't go as far as to say it's peaked. I think. Uh, oh my. Okay. Well, okay, because look, the animation is ridiculous. It's incredible. Okay, <laughs> like there's no way around it. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like it is just insane. Um, uh, this is the best that Pixar a Pixar movie or a, a, any animated movie has looked since. I don't even know what. I mean, it never. I, what? Yeah, like it's 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 incredible. Uh, that being said, I think there is a legitimate argument to be made that this upcoming. It would, I hate to keep going back to it, but this upcoming Lion King movie is essentially an animated movie, and <laughs> it's and and to me, that's the next step. It's like when we go into like this photorealistic, like it's yeah. I I, I think I don't. Oh my god! Yeah. Okay. Uh, that that's to me. That's why I would hold back on saying that. Like to me, that's the direction that we're headed, um, where it's essentially we're trying to kind of bridge that gap between literally like filming something live action and making it look like it was filmed live action. Um, but in traditional animated sense, and this isn't even traditional animation, obviously, uh, this is the new traditional animation, uh, yeah. then I completely understand what you're saying. Um, 
but yeah, it, it is gorgeous. This movie is gorgeous to look at. And um, it's it definitely is like nothing we've ever really seen before. Um, <laughs> are you biting your tongue or are you, what do you want? I, I mean, I wanted to get into that like animation, like the Lion King. That's too big of a tangent, that, maybe. That is too big of a tangent. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I just got to say like, you know, I don't, I don't want that to be the direction that i mean i, I don't want us to Fair. go that way yeah like you know, characters can be created with such with such like a they, they have this emotion behind mm -hmm. them they have uh they're they're characters you can look at them and you can understand what they're about like you yeah. look at woody like oh this is fun like cowboy character and like that would not i don't even know how that would work in live action but um it works in this world where you can play around with how the world looks it doesn't have to look exactly like reality but yeah. the amount of detail that you can get is seemingly limitless yeah like i couldn't imagine toy story looking better oh well there's a there's a shot early in the movie that i just was marveling at like i was like sitting there like oh my gosh this is gorgeous and it is uh when bo peep oh. is about to be taken away and they're under the car and it's raining and we get like a wide shot of them like basically saying goodbye and i was sitting there like i cannot believe what is happening right now this is incredible to to look at it really was um so yeah uh animation uh 10 out of 10 let's go <laughs> all right yeah no let's, i can't even i don't even want to know i don't even want to know the number because like <laughs> I, I don't think a lot of people understand animation is it it takes actual time to yeah. render like I, I looked it up. I think one frame of the original Toy Story took between 45 to 45 minutes to 60. Wait, no, 45 minutes to 20 hours. One frame, one frame. And I think there's upwards of a thousand frames in that movie. So they had, I think, 18 computers, something like that, all just working on the movie. Like it's made, it's animated, and you have to render it. And I don't even say what are we doing? Yeah, I, I, it's just it's insane. Yeah, what we're at right now. Yeah. All right, uh, Brianna, what are some positives that you wanted to get into, or anything really? I don't. <laughs> we're kind of going for whatever. It's <laughs> a free for all at this point. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the animation <clears throat> is gorgeous. I mean, I was talking to a friend of mine who had just seen the movie the night prior, and he was like, when they when they were rest, they were. I mean, I don't know if this is a spoiler or not. It's we're we're getting into it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Talk about um, it. <clears throat> when they were rescuing um, the the first thing they do when RC? they're yeah, the car? They're rescuing yeah. RC. Yeah. yeah. And like he he was like, that looks like actual water. Like uh -huh. that's that's you know, and that, I mean that's incredible, yeah. obviously. Um, and I mean, if you compare the original i mean i don't think you even could like if you watch them right next to each other it would be like jarring mm -hmm. um, it is. <laughs> i mean my dad showed my my dad pulled up a picture of what molly looked like in the first movie and i was like yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's what people look like in in 1995 in animated movies um <clears throat> obviously that's a big plus um I, honestly the big thing about this movie that I appreciated was how funny it was mm -hmm. just like, oh my gosh like <sighs> genuinely like not like oh that's cute like you know oh that's you know haha -ha. like genuinely 
clapping, laughing because of this is this movie's so funny and like oh c- like constantly too. So this is easily the fun like easily the funniest. I've just like I-, I was just shocked. Like this is one of the funniest animated movies I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just like like I said, not like oh this is funny for like a kids movie. This is like one of the funniest movies I've seen in, in theaters in the last year. Um, and, and I was just, I was like, the, Toy Story's not known for being, like, hilarious. It's known for being, like, heartwarming. And obviously it's one of the greatest, like, trilogies. It's one of the yeah. most iconic franchises of all time. But humor is not, like, the hallmark mm-hmm. of the Toy Story franchise. Yeah. This movie is, so that being said, this movie is easily the funniest of all of them. Oh, yeah. Oh, and my God. just, and, and Key and Peele... They they went back and forth. They went back and forth. I'm with you, Noah, when you said like you saw that they were being cast and you were like, Okay, I'm a little skeptical. Uh all of the marketing that I saw that they were in did not help. Mm. Um so when I actually turned on this movie and in the first little bit, I was still like, yeah, they're not really doing it for me. And then after like the first third of the movie or whenever, like they're they're introduced and then once their characters get used to being once you get used to their characters, they become absolutely hilarious. Yeah. And plush yeah. rush. The plush rush. Oh, oh my god. god. Let me listen. Listen. <laughs> the plush dope. rush scene. I was I, I I went to see this at like an AMC dine in. Yeah. And um uh this is like I or, uh, there's there's so much I, I could write like a paper on that joke because it's so perfect. Like uh. Set it up. They set it up and they set it up again. And it's like the rule of thirds. So when the, when the old lady is driving home, I literally, oh I was like laughing so hard. I could not breathe. Uh, I, I went to like the AMC diner. And so I had like a table and I had a plate of food and I, no joke, slammed my hand on the table and like rattled the silverware. I was laughing so hard. Like I was like, oh shoot, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> I know, I'm, so sitting there with my, I'm sitting there with my whole family and we're all like the whole theater is just like howling. And I'm like, this is, yeah. this is not, this is out of the ordinary for like Disney movies are charming. And uh, believe me, I love, I, I'll speak highly of Disney, you know, till the day I die. Um, Cause uh, I'm, a huge Disney fan, uh, even though the last, you know, several Disney movies that I've commented on would not have you believe in that. But they're not usually known for being so genuinely hilarious for, like, everyone. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I just have to give that to them. The humor in this movie was constant and very, very pleasant and just easily one of the most enjoyable things about this movie and so because of that that was like the main thing that turned it around for me because uh, like if I'm being honest I, I mean I have I have negatives about mm-hmm. this movie because like a lot of my fears were were proven true but the humor just absolutely made it for me so that is like easily the biggest positive that I have 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. It makes me really excited for uh, Onward. Is that that new? That's the new. Mm-hmm. Their new one that makes because that like that's got like Chris Pratt in it. The one that's and basically Tom bright, Holland. but uh, in a it's cartoon. Bright. <laughs> yeah, it's bright and. Um, I think they should and, bring back uh, Max Landis. Oh, shoot. <laughs> no. All right. All right. We're cutting <laughs> that one out. <laughs> no. 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 Get him in there. Um, <laughs> oh god. Yeah. But uh, I'm I'm gonna level with you again here. Uh, because I work at the theater, I got off early and I just walked right into a uh, screening of Toy Story 4 and I watched it again. And I watched it for the explicit purpose of waiting for that scene, the plush rush scene, and I videotaped it. For, oh, oh my gosh. Oh, you're... And I was like, I just admitted to piracy, to video piracy, but it's okay because I now have that phone and I've watched it maybe five or six times le- uh, so since. And uh, after that scene, I just watched the rest of the movie, and that scene is like halfway through, and it was I was totally fine with it. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, here we go!" And it almost made me cry again at the end. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, I'll probably see it again. Honestly. A lot of the comedy in this, it didn't necessarily feel like Toy Story, but it felt like between like the Duke Kaboom jokes and then the plush rush, it felt like each one of those moments were its own Pixar short in a way. Yeah. Oh shoot. That's another thing. I was just thinking. There's no Pixar short before this no. movie. No. They'll probably. I think they tend to do like one a year. So we'll probably get one on. Is Onward this year? That's yeah. Like it is it. right. Mm-hmm. I think it is, but I'll check. I don't think so. Oh, I'm is pretty it not? sure Onward is next year. Hmm. Interesting. I have no idea. Um, but we haven't had one this year. I mean, unless you. I mean, Incredibles two. Yeah, it's next one. year. You're right. Hmm. That was Interesting. Last year. Um, but yeah, so I guess no Pixar short this year. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but I guess you could say, um, the comedy doesn't like, like it doesn't come, from, it's not like they're changing the way that our main characters act. They add in different characters that have a different sense of comedy. Well, I, I have one so counterpoint like, slash question for that. Did they dumb, okay. did they dumb down a buzz for this movie? Because he Absolutely seems, they es- did. thank yeah, you. Buzz he seems kind of, it's, especially <laughs> stupid in this movie. But in a, it's 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 funny. So I think it pays off. But in the grand scheme of things, yeah. And this uh, out of character. Yes, and and this can kind of. Um, I I don't mean to spew completely negative uh, in, at this point, but uh, I just I want to say this. This is Woody's movie to the expense of other of the other characters, and I I think that. For the most part, it doesn't like dist- you know it's it's not like it ruins anything. Like I don't think it destroys Buzz's character or anything like that. But they clearly dumbed him down because they wanted him to be the uh, the the funny one because following we're focused- the inner voice. Yeah, it, it, well, exactly. I yeah, I don't know. I gotta say because since I've been watching the re- rewatching the movies, Buzz is kind of the most. Uh, I mean, they they kind of have a lot of fun at Buzz's expense in most of the movies. Yeah, like in the first one, he's he has like a mental breakdown. Or he thinks that he's like a toy, and that's like a whole part of the movie. And then the second mm-hmm. movie, for a large part, he's replaced by basically the same character who still thinks he's a toy, and he's making all these jokes, and everyone's yeah. making fun of him. And then the third movie, they turn him into a different character. He speaks Spanish, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly. I haven't gotten to that one yet. But So it, it's weird how they often do sideline buzz mm-hmm. or make him stupid or make people make fun of him. I, I, that, that is an interesting perspective i didn't really think he was very stupid in this movie so i don't know it, the um, inner voice yeah, thing made me like go okay like how dumb just how dumb is he like, I don't know. um but yeah that, that was the only thing like and again i i think that is because 
and to an extent, the movies all do focus on Woody. I think he is the essentially the main character of the series, but this one is very, very much a Woody movie. Like, if this was called Woody, like, you know, like, if they gave it, it's called it Woody and then gave it, like, a subtitle or something, like, I think that would be fine. Or, like, Toy Story 4, uh, Woody's Adventure or no, something like that. Like, it would be the same. Toy Story like, presents Woody. Toy Story presents Woody. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Woody, like, really dramatic. Yeah. Like, like or something. Woody, a Toy Story story. <laughs> <laughs> a Toy Story story. Like Logan. Oh, I just got it. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, can yeah. we uh, can we shift gears for a second? Sure. The whole um, Forky thing. Yes, let's talk about Forky. <laughs> um, Tony Hale is a national treasure. <laughs> yes, <laughs> very much so. <laughs> um, I. Uh, as soon as he started talking, I said, okay, I need to, I mean, I knew, I know who Tony Hale is, but he doesn't have like the most recognizable voice mm -hmm. on like first contact. Yeah. So I had to look him up in the movie and I was like, oh boy, this is Tony Hale. We're in for a treat. Um, <laughs> and I was most nervous about his character just cause Same. I was like, um, that wound up being one of the most interesting things about the movie. Yeah. In my opinion, for several reasons. Um, but I think one of the most interesting things, one of, one of the most interesting questions that it brings to light is the rules. Yeah. <laughs> there is oh a little bit of an element of uh, <laughs> now this. Uh, people are going to think that I'm ring, like criticizing like the movie in like an extreme way when I make this comparison. But there's a little bit of an element of Cars 4 of like or Cars 2, excuse me. Where, cars 4? Yeah, Cars 2. I, I mix yeah, up the numbers uh, of Cars 2 where you're <laughs> you're introducing all these elements to make an interesting story. But you're making us, if you start to think about it, it gets really questionable as to, like, how does this work? Like, uh, that's why, like, toward the end, I think wait, they so the kind cars of address go to that. The bathroom? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you start to have they all have these, toilets, like, uh, the Honest Trailer, if you've ever seen, if you, the Honest Trailer, if you've ever seen uh, the Cars Honest Trailer is hilarious because it starts to go into this, uh, they, they go down this deep, dark uh, rabbit hole of, like, uh, wait, if this is happening, does that mean there was a Cars World War II where there are cars Nazis? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and it's like, the Honest Trailer is perfect. And to me, like, I, when, when Forky is first introduced, I'm, first of all, I was nervous because I just wasn't liking what they were doing at first. But then I started going, wait, hold on. If this is the case, then does that mean like that all something needs is like eyes for it to like what 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 are the rules here? Like how does yeah. this become uh, yeah, it's... the big thing that really got me was not that he was like he it wasn't like he was inexplicably drawn yeah. to the tracks cuz I was like okay, there's like a primal element of he's just he has like this instinct of like mm -hmm. going to the trash. But then later he was like, I was not made yeah. to be a toy. Yeah. I was made for chili and soup and then the trash. I was like, how do you know that? Exactly. <laughs> how do you know that? You weren't even alive yeah. two days ago. Like you didn't even know what life was. Uh, look, it, this is extremely nitpicky. But at the same time, it's like, it's pretty funny to talk about these kind of things. And that's why <laughs> at the end, I'm so glad that they addressed it yeah. because I was like, he, I, I thought I was like, okay, that was 100% directed at people like me who were gonna start asking questions when, uh, 
when the knife yeah. woman comes in and she goes and he's like, it's okay, I'll explain everything. And she goes, how am I alive? And he goes, I have no idea. <laughs> that was 100% yeah. directed at people like me who started asking questions. Literally halfway through the movie, I leaned over to my dad and I said, dad, how in the second movie, when, uh, when Woody ripped his arm, he wasn't able to use it at all. Mm-hmm. Why is it that Bo Peep has full functionality of her arm when it doesn't even, the it's tape. not even attached anymore? <laughs> and my dad is like, my dad looked at me like, how, why would you ask me that question? <laughs> the movie. And so I felt really like personally attacked at the end of the movie when Forky was like, I have no idea. Yeah. And it was just played off as this like really lighthearted like, don't ask questions. This is just, we have a really sweet story to yeah, tell. Exactly. Just stop questioning it. <laughs> um, but yeah, there, there is an element of that with Forky. And then, uh, but the thing is, like, like I said, I wasn't a huge fan of his character at first. But then when I started to realize, like, they're actually going to treat him like a character and not just a joke, which at first I thought he was just going to be the joke of the movie. Uh, but he actually turns into a character and he starts to like develop and like actually start to understand and gain a purpose in the world. And also in a way become an actual character and gain or, and start to give back to Woody and in, in the sense of like helping Woody grow. So I, I think that that all ended up working. I was just nervous about it at first. Cause I thought it was just going to, he was just going to be the joke of the movie and I was just going to get annoyed by him. Um, so I, mean, I appreciated that. I feel like with uh, with Woody and Bo Peep, like because Bo Peep's made of like she's like porcelain, that it's sort <laughs> of a different. <laughs> it's it's a different situation than Woody, who's like he's stuffed. So when you cut his arm off, he like he starts like bleeding, stuffing. I have a and, question. And I feel like that's different. okay. <laughs> so, uh, oh, no. Car- Carlos had a Woody uh, doll g- character yeah. toy thing. As a child, and I I remember specifically because he's stuffed, right? But his hands, feet, and head are hard. But at one point in this movie, his head gets stepped on, and it gets, like, squished like it's plastic, and it, like, blows it back. But I'm like, where's the product continuity? (laughs) What do you mean? Was it not, was it not a hollow plastic? No, it was hard. His well, head's definitely It might hollow. be a different from the hollow. actual product Disney sold or no, Pixar. No, yeah, exactly. no, it would never be different. It would never be different. Oh, exactly. They have, they would, of course, they would, it's a toy story. They have sure. to maintain continuity. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I what okay one other random uh, we're go, why are we diving so much into continuity I don't know but one other random like continuity thing is like. How in the world is they they specifically make a point to reference that Woody is in great condition? How is he in great condition? He's in the 50s. <laughs> like that he is super old. He's had two children who are not good with toys in general. Uh deal with him and he's always going on these crazy adventures where like he was in a junkyard about to be burned alive in the third one like uh yeah he was on a airplane runway like he jumped out of a moving car how is how is he not like you know how how is he in good condition or a great condition where like collectors are after him in the second one like it doesn't make any sense i was gonna say he got that whole like tune-up in sure. the second one, which doesn't account for like two thirds of the things that you said, but <laughs> that old guy I mean, kept was, coming back. 
Yeah, yeah, they, they yeah. Got his um, but I mean, he was the favorite toy. So yeah, like, I guess, sure. Well, he's clearly yeah, not the favorite now. There's no favorite when oh, yeah. it comes to like going through the garbage dump. And yeah, exactly. That's my point. Alive. Yeah. Very true. All right. right. Well, Brianna, I know you've got to make an exit here where we kind of are running long here and I'm apologize. I apologize for that. But um, thank you for joining us for this episode. Brianna, do you want to rate this movie before you go? Um, Sure. I'm I'm going to be that uh, that cynic and also give this movie a six point five. Oh, my God. Brianna, can you where do you live? Where do you live? Because I need to come to your house and murder you. <laughs> Whoa. You're going to wait. I don't know. You're going to plush rush me? Okay. Yeah, I'm going to plush rush you. That sounds a lot weirder. It does. Not in the context of us being uh, stuff. But um, you know, that's pretty weird. <laughs> oh, Enrique, we have another clip to use for Noah's uh, thing. I'll mark it. All right. Uh, I'm going to come to your house and murder you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear what that sounds like. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, well, because like I said, um, actually, I didn't talk about my negatives about this movie uh, all that much, but uh, that's okay. There aren't. Uh, <laughs> there aren't any. Never mind. <laughs> it is just, perfect. Just, I mean, yeah. In the ski, in this grand scheme of things, like I, I, I rate every movie according to how good it is in comparison to all the other movies that I've ever seen. Um, mm-hmm. And so I have, I have movies that are, I have animated movies that are a 10 and that are a nine and that are an eight and that are a seven. I'd love to get and that I list. Don't, you're right. I was going to say, I don't like, know. I bet you, you guys would. <laughs> probably think, yeah, yeah I, I can't speak to the rest of my judgment, but um, I, I just don't. Like uh, this movie's hilarious, and it's got a great heart. But I just <laughs> I, I have other complaints that I don't that I, you know I, I still like I said I felt like I was proven wrong for the most part. Mm-hmm. Not entirely though. No tears. So you guys, uh, what? No tears. Oh, uh, I mean I'm a baby, so of course I cried. Okay. <laughs> I'm a baby, so of course. I mean, I cry pretty much every other movie. I mean, I nearly <laughs> cried during. I nearly cried during Chucky. Okay, <laughs> during, during Child's Play. play. Okay. <laughs> I, I do think we should clip that. Uh, I cry every other movie. That's a good one too. All right, we're marking that. <laughs> um, so uh, you know, that's not. I mean, it, maybe it's. It's not for me. It's not really a mark of like an excellent movie because i'm i'm very like empathetic when it comes to movie characters Same. like i said i you know i empathize with chucky so um, <laughs> um so uh yeah i know that i i know that you you know you're getting the you're getting the debbie downer out of the way early Fair on enough. into the into the discussion so now you guys can just fangirl all you want about this movie <laughs> without my like my you negativity will. bringing it down yeah uh, I mean, I, I, I am on record, and Ozzy gave me a lot of crap for it when, when we had this discussion a long time ago. We did our, like, favorite trilogies, and I, or I, we might not even say favorite. We might have just said best trilogies of all time, and I legitimately, and I hold by this, I put Toy Story as number one because there is not a bad movie. Like, it's not, you can't even try to convince me that any of those movies are bad. 
Um, so, yeah, you're definitely talking to a big Toy Story fan here. So, fair enough. Um, but, Brianna, again, thank you for joining us. Um, we will have you back, I'm sure. Uh, hopefully, next time you're on, Ozzy will be with us again. So, you can. Not if I get to her. Not if I get to her. <laughs> oh, sure. Honestly. Who's Ozzy? Uh, yeah. Who, who's Ozzy? Ozzy? Who's, who's that? Ozzy? Uh, does not ring a bell. Well, I mean, you did play him once. So, I mean, you should yeah, know. I don't ever, I don't ever want to hear him give me crap about not. <laughs> being on regularly ever again. <laughs> All right. I'm sure this will come up next time uh, yeah. when you're both on. All right. Yeah. Again, thank you for joining us. Uh, we'll have you back, I'm sure. All right. Well, Noah, now it's just me and you, and how we Let can... just talk about how fantastic this movie is. <laughs> um, well, okay. Th this is an interesting uh, thing that I want to start with, and maybe this is something we should end with, but I don't really care. We're kind of doing whatever at this point. Uh, is this better than the third one? Um, well, it's an interesting it's an interesting discussion because the third one I think is very it's it's laser focused on ending the story and I think that's what makes it so good and um, and and this movie is really just kind of doing its own thing. It's very broad and it's very open in terms of its like both its locations and its themes and uh, what it ends up discussing is so different from the third one that it's really hard to to quantify. I, 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 but I, if I were to like think in terms of solo films, because this has so many new characters, I, I think this one might just be a bit better. Hmm. It's also a lot more subtle. Um, the third one, I, I started watching it. It's just gunning for your heartstrings. It's just like the entire movie. It's like, like punching you in the stomach. Like you are, you are going to cry. <laughs> and this one is very subtle. It like sneaks in mm -hmm. there, and by the end, you're just like. Oh shoot! Man. See, maybe maybe I'm just a sucker for that, and maybe I will grow to appreciate this one even more than I already do. But to me, like it's a very firm no to that question. I think the third okay. one is or the third one I've said before is my second favorite animated movie. Period. Behind the Lion mm -hmm. King, um, I love that movie. So. I, I would say no, but then again, I've only seen this movie once, so who knows? I, I could very well change my mind uh, on that front, and this could surpass it, but yeah, I, I and don't get me wrong, I do love this movie, so. <laughs> yeah, um, and I mean, and that being said, I haven't seen, uh, I just started Toy Story 3 again today, mm. so I haven't seen it all again. Okay. I, I'm like, I and I am remembering a lot of things that I really like yeah. about it, um, so yeah. But I do think it's interesting how much like how that that is you could potentially call it a flaw because it's like in Toy Story Three they're they're really trying they're like that is their sole goal is to mm -hmm. like make you feel the the greatest amount of emotions you could feel for an animated film <laughs> and in this movie it's like well we're gonna tell a good story too mm -hmm. um, no you know it's, it's a lot more fun. No, there's no plush rush in. So huge negative. Nothing, no. <laughs> nothing near, nothing half as funny in any of the previous Toy mm -hmm. Story films as that one joke. Oh, it's, and that's just one of many yeah. jokes. I'll send it to you. I, I mean, I, since I recorded, I'll send you guys. See, now you're distributing. I, so I, I don't know about this, and you're talking right. about distributing. Yeah, we're, 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 <laughs> you're gonna get fired. We might have to bleep it's okay. it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so we have blackmail. We will send this to Noah's employers. <laughs> anyway. uh, all right. <laughs> you can't go into movies and record it. Yeah. Good. All right. Um, but yeah, so 
It's definitely interesting. And the fact that it's even in that discussion for me is, you know, incredible that we're even having this discussion. <laughs> like, that's yeah. ridiculous. Um, all right, let's talk a little voice cast. Uh, uh, we talked Tony Hale. We talked uh, Kean Peel, which I, I don't know. Like, I, I was not nervous about that as you guys seem to have been. Like, I don't know. Like, I just was like, oh, Kean Peel's in it. Cool. Um, it just didn't seem to be that we were more like. They were the first characters we saw. Like there was yeah, like a I Super guess. Bowl commercial or something like that. That just they were the people or the characters that announced mm -hmm. that this movie was happening. Yeah. In, in, in trailer, so it was kind of like a little bit disconcerting. Like why them? You know. I yeah. Mean, I'd like to see what you'd like to see. You know. I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. It was just kind of a weird choice. Fair. Um. All right, I, I want to talk a little bit about uh, Annie Potts as Bo Peep, because mm. I, I, she was not. I mean, she's not a character. She exits those movies early, doesn't she? Or does she? Is she in the second one? She is in the first and the second movie as okay. minor roles, and then yeah. they kind of have a throwaway line for why she's not there. Yes. Which I was always, you know, it was kind of like, from what I remember, well, because I just started watching it. They're like they've whittled down the cast. Mm -hmm. to just the characters that we see in Toy Story 4. It's yeah. like, so that they just kind of explain away that Bo Peep's gone. Yeah. Um, the, she, she was, I mean, because she has such a small role in those movies and then she disappears for the third one, which is my favorite, uh, she's never a character that I was like drawn to or I was like, oh man, I, I hope they bring her back or anything like that after the third one. But I think... They do a great job with her character, and I think the voice uh, acting for her is, like, really good. Like, she gives a pretty dynamic performance as uh, this kind of character who you get why Woody would like her, and you get why um, he would be tempted to be like, maybe, I sh maybe this is something I want. Maybe I do want yeah. to, you know live a different life um than what i've been doing my entire life so i i think that her being like a such a central role in this movie surprisingly for me really worked um yeah i, I was not expecting that uh, because like, she is a very minor character um and it was a little surprising when in the trailer we start to see that you know she's like the main folk or one of the main focuses of this movie is like okay that's weird but sure and yeah. it just was like oh okay i was not expecting that to work as well as it did uh does, surprised yeah. me yeah mm. and it's, it's fascinating how not only does her introduction well her introduction as a lost toy like she's kind of just yeah. a rogue and she she doesn't really she just goes off on her own adventures she doesn't really rely on a kid mm -hmm. or do anything I think that's really a really fascinating concept to sort of introduce, especially in the last movie. Like this movie is, like I said, really broad and it raises a lot of questions, which is part of the reason I love it. Like it gives you a lot to talk, to talk about. And it's also fun to think that like, Oh, they added all these uh, interesting little wrinkles in the world in their last film. Mm -hmm. Like you're not going to get the answers to these. So you can, you might as well just talk about it. You're not going to wait for a new movie. Just, you know, come up with your own answer um and i really think it's interesting how her dynamic as a lost toy sort of correlates to woody because in the past movies woody's goal has always been generally to get back to andy mm -hmm. and that's always been framed as the correct answer mm -hmm. to be with his toys 
to be with. And this is the first time we're sort of discussing the end yeah. um, of the movie. And in Toy Story 1, 2, and 3, he's getting back to Andy because he knows. And he usually sometimes he has to explain it to everyone else. Like, look, I got this kid and I got I to gotta help him out. And this is the first movie to give him the agency to say, well, you know, I think maybe my job is done and maybe I can move on. Mm-hmm. Like my own choice. Because in Toy Story 3, it was more like I'm going back to Andy because it's loyalty. And then I'm accepting the fact that Andy's moving on mm-hmm. and he's giving uh, me to Bonnie. So I, I think that's that's fascinating to really give, like you said in the very beginning, this is Woody's epilogue. Yes. So to give Woody the choice to go against what has been his, you know, this he's made this he's been in this sort of question. He's been asked this question three other times before where are you going to go? And this is the first time he says, well, let's go the other way. I'm going to, I'm going to go this way. I'm going to go off on my own mm-hmm. and just go on adventures. Well, part, part of the reason I think this movie works so well is that this is essentially to me, how I read a lot of this discussion in this movie is this is about in a way, parenthood in a weird way, because like you, yeah. you, you get to a point as a parent where you have to let your child go and say, I've done what I can. It's time for them to go do their own thing. And Woody is this very, like, you know, he says, I guess, in the movie that he was made in the 50s, which is weird. Um, But uh, he's a very old type of uh, toy who's been around a long time. He's been through two kids at this point. Mm -hmm. And he's got to, at this point, he accepts, like, I've done my job. Like, it's time to let go. And I love that Buzz has that line uh, towards the end of when he's not, <laughs> it's one of his more, more serious lines in the movie. Okay. Uh, right, right. <laughs> in the end, when he's like, she'll be all right. And that interaction was perfect. They played, it's written so perfectly because you love that. It, it's so perfect that Woody thinks that he's talking about Bo. And then mm-hmm. to have it turn around and be like, no. Molly, or, or it's Molly, right? Yeah, Molly will yeah, be Molly. all right. No, it's Bonnie. Bonnie, <laughs> excuse me, Bonnie. Bonnie yeah. will be all right. It's okay. It, you can move on. Like, you've done your job. And I think it was. it's written so perfectly in that moment, and I, I loved that moment so much. Yeah. It even, it snuck up on me, too. Like, um, like I, there are definitely signs in the earlier parts of the movie that it's, like, written to be that way. Um, Bo, or not Bo, uh, Woody's, kind of neglected he's in the closet but he's still insisting on doing everything that he mm-hmm. can to help out bonnie mm-hmm. and you know in the end it's just like you know do your thing man you go off yeah and on an adventure now it does one thing i thought about after the movie was like if you know when andy comes back from college he's gonna be kind of like <laughs> he's gonna be a little sad and that makes me sad because andy like, like you lost what you <laughs> lost Woody. <laughs> where's Woody? and she she does not care about Woody whatsoever <laughs> like what yeah. She was like, she won't notice. That's the thing. Pull out Forky, like yeah. I got a fork. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, yeah, check it out. I got Forky. It's like, yeah. what do you know? <laughs> yeah. So I think that that was something I thought about after the movie that made me a little sad. But other than that, I definitely think uh, it's really funny how often Bonnie, like, um, not like while Forky's trying to escape, it causes Bonnie to lose Forky, mm-hmm. and that's so funny because that works you know, in the narrative, but it's also a really good joke about how 
just children lose everything all the time. Yeah. Like I'm sure if I if, had my parents been in the audience, they'd just be like, yeah, that's, that's about it. I'm sure my son's ch- uh, uh, toys are also alive and that's why they keep going places Yeah, and uh, always getting lost. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I thought that was, that was a really good uh, definitely. inside joke there. Um, um what, what's film. a moment that you, uh, you got emotional in this movie? Um, well, I won't say it's well. We haven't even talked about the the villain. I yes. mean, she's not really the villain, but I like think I know where you're going, and I was definitely there course, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, first thing, first time, like when uh, that's her whole goal is so that she can be loved mm-hmm. by a child. She wants to fix herself, and mm-hmm. there's also there's a lot of smaller details. Like she gets her hair brushed. She's always reading this book that uh, sort of shows that she's meant to be with this girl that I can't remember the name of. Mm-hmm. Something, some weird name. Harmony. 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 That's it. Harmony, whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, so I thought that that's an interesting detail, and then it sort of adds this. I don't. I can't remember if if there's been a time in the Toy Story movies where toys have wanted to be played with, but they're just they haven't been forgotten. They're just not appealing. Mm-hmm. Like like Harmony picks up um, Gabby Gabby, and she's like, "Oh, cool, a toy." Yeah. Eh, whatever. <laughs> and she says, like, she literally says, eh. And the first time I saw that, I was like, oh. And the second time I saw that, I was like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I laughed, and everyone else in the theater, which was the second time, it was mostly kids, was just like, oh. and I was just, I was just laughing. I just thought that it's such a, it's such a, bleh, such a sudden change of tone. Yeah. And just like just discarded but it's so real too it's mm-hmm. just like yeah that's how bad how it would go i guess Be- because like why would she treat it as this as this big moment to her it's just like she found this toy she doesn't really care about so it, like mm-hmm. it makes sense like uh, yeah i i think that moment was very shocking uh and again going <laughs> this is a character who at first you're supposed to be like uh, you know, she's she's the antagonist. We're we're not supposed yeah. to like her. Is but she the next Lotso. Yeah, yeah. But it's kind of the opposite. Where with Lotso, we're supposed to believe, oh, he's he's a he's a good guy, right? You know, <laughs> he's he's a good guy. He he means well. And then we get the turn of like, oh, he's really evil. But with this, it's we're at first supposed to think, oh no, this is our villain. And then by the end of it. I mean, that was the time I got emotional was yeah. with oh, her and with that lost kid like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like the, the fact that they're able to do that, like the the most emotional scene in the movie is with the villain yeah. at the end of the movie. Like, that's yeah. insane. That's ridiculous. Only Pixar could do that. <laughs> exactly. They, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that that's definitely the moment that sticks out to me. It's like... Because this is her putting, you know, her, herself out there, like, um, but also this this kid is lost. Like, that's sad in and of itself. So you're already set up with a sad premise, and, and then, yeah. you know, your stakes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then y- you get this moment where they both kind of get exactly what they need right in that moment. Um, yeah. One thing that I wish they would have delved more into, I think... The ending of these characters makes sense, but I wish we would have gotten more of the transition. Uh, is Key and Peele's characters, where like they they basically assume the role of like making sure every 
a toy finds a kid. Like, <laughs> that's their job now. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, and the end credits. Sort of yeah, yeah, and it's like, uh, and by the end of it, and even, like, I was expe- I was fully expecting them to just go with the rest of the toys to be with Bonnie and all that, but they yeah. stayed. And so even if you're not counting the after credit scene, that was something that it makes sense if you think about it, but they don't ever really explain. Like, it, we don't get that yeah. transition at all. It's just like, because they were, it's a very funny scene when they first realize that they're going, that Woody's going to take them to a kid. But it's very <laughs> clearly like supposed to be like, they've been waiting for this for years. Yeah. And then yeah. they just pass it up. That was something that was like, okay, like, I mean, I get yeah. the thinking behind it, but it felt a little jarring to me. Um, they definitely kind of flip-flop back and yes, forth. Yes, 100%. But it works from a comedic angle, but at the same time, it's like, yeah. you set up these characters, be consistent with them. Um, yeah. I mean, aside from that, I, I can't, like, so many moments of this movie seem like they were, like, genetically engineered to so perfectly hit the exact note that they wanted to. Mm-hmm. Like, that, the joke... The joke, the the plush race scene, which we keep coming back to, is so funny because it works so perfectly within the context of comedy and what you need to do. You need, mm-hmm. like, set up and you create, there's, like, twists or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, like, a, a space where they build tension and they break it. And that's, that's that joke. Um, and then the moments that they're trying to, like, really hit you with, like, feelings mm-hmm. are also really sort of manufactured in the most perfect way. Like there's a lost child. Um, there's this, this, they set up exactly what Gabby Gabby wants from Harmony and Harmony just discards her. And it's all just, it's all very like really, really smart and really, really calculated. Yeah. And another thing I think is that this, this more than any other movie shows that children in this Toy Story universe are kind of like gods but they're also very indifferent gods. Yes. They're very fickle and they're very indifferent and it's just crushing. They're just like, oh, I don't really care. Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> they'll like they'll focus on they'll like create a fork, a spork thing, and this is my new favorite thing and everyone else is just like, what about us? And then um yeah, or they'll just discard things to the side like it doesn't even matter. It's mm-hmm. just jeez. Yeah. It's a bit dark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of these kind of movies uh, can be, if you think too much about it. <laughs> uh, again, I referenced the um, Honest Trailer for Cars. <laughs> yeah. Highly recommend it. Yeah. It is hilarious. Um, all right. Last thing I really want to mention. I know you probably have a lot we can go on, but we should probably <laughs> wrap this up. We don't want to talk uh, for hours about uh, this movie. Um even if we could. But last thing I really want to mention is uh, it is funny how sometimes these things work out where a figure, a pop culture figure is in the right movie at the right time, even though oh, this movie yeah. was being made way before he became, uh, he essentially entered his uh, renaissance, and that is Keanu Reeves. Uh, Keanu Reeves is great in this movie. I really loved his character of Duke Kaboom. Uh, the, all the Canada jokes were great. Um, and... It's just, uh, we're in the middle of a Keanu Reeves-assance, essentially. A Keanu Rena- 
Reeves, you said it fine. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why I came in there trying to do it again. Keanu Reeves Assange. Yeah, I I don't know. There's probably a better. It doesn't work as well as the Reconnaissance. Keanu Renaissance. It it doesn't work as well as the Reconnaissance. I know, but uh, we we are in the middle of one. There is that's undeniable at this point. And uh, this is again. I wish Brianna was still here because Brianna and I have both openly been critical of him and his acting ability on this podcast. So uh, we are in an interesting space um, as he has gained a lot of popularity in the past couple of months. Um, but I, I think he's great in this movie. I really, I really loved his character of Duke Kaboom. And, uh, that, and that, speaking of great shots, there's another great shot where he is flying through the air uh, that last time when he makes that 40-foot jump and he decides he's going to do, do poses yeah. from the air. It's, it's great. I, I really loved it. Um, so yeah, that, that's one thing I wanted to mention is, uh, this is another great addition to, uh, the Keanu Reeves Assange. So, all right. Uh, do you have anything else that you really, really want to dive into, uh, before we close Not it out? Not really. All right. I think I can, I think I can finish it up in my, in, with my rating. Yeah. All right. All right. Well then let's rate it. Uh, Noah, let's get it done. Get it done. Okay. I thought about it, thought about it oh, no. and, um, I'm going to go with. You know what? It's yeah, nine point five. Okay. okay. I think this movie is just fantastic. I mean, granted that I believe that the previous three movies are about as perfect as you can get. I mean, for the story they're trying, what they're going for, they completely nail it. And I think this movie is an absolutely perfect addition to those films. I think nothing in this movie really feels like a retread. It all feels very new. I think it's incredibly paced. I could watch it again. Probably, you know, like I said, I sat down to, to commit an act of piracy and ended up watching the movie again. Uh, the world feels like so much larger. Everything is so beautiful. The magic, like how they're being created and how the toys kind of operate is all very interesting, but it's not really explained. And I'm just kind of in awe with the way that they made this movie. I mean, you know, like I said, I, aside from the technical spots, like, wow, they really did really good job with lighting and everything and how this, how everything reflects, it doesn't feel like a movie that could be created in a computer. Like, imagine if you went back 70 years and said, here, look at this movie. People would just be like, what am I looking at? What is this? Is this real life? How did you do this? Yeah. Like, as opposed to, I don't know. Yeah. Like you would, this is indistinguishable from anything that we could make with computer generated effects in like, you know, the eighties or, or just like, yeah, it looks completely different. Yeah. So 9.5. All right. Um, I'm giving this movie a 9.2. It's one of the best ah. movies of the year. Um, and I'm very certain that this movie could very well go up, uh, the more I watch it. Um, mm-hmm. and also, I'm pretty sure this is going to be there uh, at the end of the year when I'm talking about the best of the year. Um, I highly doubt we will have (laughs) more movies, uh, enough movies to bump this uh, off a top ten list. I'm sure it will make its way there. And I will be curious to see if this is another, uh, another animated movie that's able to make a best picture push. That has happened before. It very well could happen again. It hasn't happened. 
I, I don't think it can happen. It's, um, it's, nomination has happened before. It very. That's it, why it's why they made the animated pick, best animated picture. But it's I happened in the best animated. It's happened. It's possible. What was what was the film that was nominated for best picture while they had best animated picture? Up. What? Up really? Was I believe was I think it has it. It's happened twice, two or three times in total, but I can't remember. Uh, yeah, I know Up was definitely one of them, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, I mean, these movies are beloved, and critically, like, this franchise is unparalleled. I mean, it really is. Uh, I'm going to yeah. just to close this out. I'm going to read the Rotten Tomatoes scores for these movies. Oh, yeah. 100% for Toy Story 1. Toy Story 2, 100%. Toy Story 3, 98%, which is a shame. Uh, Toy Story 4, 98%. Yeah, I think that is... That's you ridiculous. Four, four films in a franchise do not have a higher average. That's an average of 99% That's on Rotten Tomatoes. That is unheard of. And I think the consensus is pretty... And I think I know the one guy who didn't like Toy Story 3. He's like he's like a, a contrarian yeah, sort of critic. Yeah, yeah. There's always... I've, I've heard of him. Yeah, he, like he's well known guy. as someone who yeah. is always the first to give something a negative review. Um, yeah. I believe he, the last time he did it was with Get Out, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. That was a popular one because Get Out was at 100% for a while. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Yeah. Enrique, do you have a rating? Uh, eight. <laughs> no. <laughs> point. <laughs> eight. The, your oh, rating man. combined with how I you said it? it a nine. <laughs> Your rating with combined with how you said it are not going to help you with the Noah front. Uh, yeah, I don't. I need I to rewatch it. I don't know. Sporky was really great. Sporky was really good. Whatever, man. All right. Anyway. Okay. So let's close this thing out. Uh, Noah, where can people find you on social media? Yeah, you know where I am. <laughs> Fair enough. We're starting to get a Brianna turn from Noah here with the social yeah. media. Like, oh, don't make me say it. Um, all right. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cherry456. Make sure you follow us all over social media, all at Screenfellas, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube channel, website. Um, follow Ozzy at, uh, is it Ozzy Cray? Is that his? Wink no, it's Castro Ozzy. Why are we why are we plucking him? He's Be, not even because here. this is this is the thing. Oh, because I want I want everyone to tweet at Ozzy. Please, please tweet at Ozzy. Okay. He never he never checks his Twitter, but the thing is, if we annoy him enough where he gets so many Twitter notifications, he looks on his phone and that red number is so big that he can't ignore it, then maybe he will check it. And maybe he'll be like, Maybe I should go on the podcast. <laughs> So, uh, annoy Ozzy into submission is the is the game plan here, people. All yeah. right, so do it. All right, um, Enrique, where can people find you? You're back on Twitter. I am uh, Twitter at cboga six three five. There's a movie that I'm making at some point. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, it'll be do done. You have a title? Uh, yeah, it does. It's called Long Lost. Oh, um, okay. It's, uh, I don't want to go on the plot things. details don't right now because... I don't want to know anything. He doesn't want to know anything. Ooh. <laughs> okay, uh, well, I'm, I... can't uh, wait to review it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, on oh the podcast. We're going to do podcast, that. Uh, so we shot it in a week in November. Oh, gosh. Uh, so it was very rushed, but we did it. Uh, we oh. shot it in November. 
when I tell you the the things that he was doing to shoot this movie and the gorilla harat, filmmaking, the, the lack of proper technique, I you might lose your it. mind. I love it. Oh my god, I'm all about it. Okay. You got to do what you got to do to make a movie. Exactly. Uh, we shot it in November. Uh, as you know, uh, it's summertime now. Uh, time is approaching <laughs> quick to November. I'll have it done before November. Before I don't want this to take a year of my life. So. It's going to be done before November. It'll be on a YouTube channel called Sunny State Films, so get ready for that, yeah. Uh, Enrique, think about it this way. When do you think New Mutants was shot? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, I, don't, I don't want it. It doesn't matter, honestly. Uh, well, it's like, who knows? Like, it, I don't think it's the end of the world that this I mean, thing sits on the, sits on a shelf. Have you had to do reshoots? <laughs> yeah. Well, if you haven't had to do reshoots, you're in good shape. I think he, I, he I needs some reshoots. Desperately needs reshoots. So the problem <laughs> oh, was well, this was right. I, I shot this with a total of three people are in it. One person no longer lives in this country. Well, they're out of the country currently. Another person lives in another state. <laughs> Which is fifteen okay. hours away. We shot it in one week. We we did we got it done. But yeah. yeah. And then you went your separate ways. You just we'll never see each other again. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so that's <laughs> that that's happening. All right. Well, I think that pretty much wraps it up for this episode. Um we will be back, like I said, who knows, probably next week at some point. I just don't know when. Um, maybe we'll have a grab bag before Noah goes away on his little yeah. adventure. Can we, can we change Let's the name of the grab bag to Plush Rush? Plush Rush. Oh, my God. <laughs> Welcome to the Plush Rush podcast. <laughs> what the Screenfellas presents Plush Rush? <laughs> um, Sounds like a mobile game. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so maybe we'll have one of those. Enrique has been asking to be on. Um, so, uh, we can maybe have him on, but the thing is he, 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 well, you don't want to be on because you don't want to watch your punishment movie. I'll do it. I'm going to do it. It's on my list. (laughs) It's on your list. You, it's on YouTube. I oh, sent the, oh yeah, you did, you did, you did. Um, yeah, so it's on YouTube. yeah, so uh, that is definitely in the works. Uh, if we don't have Enrique on, uh, this might be a way. I don't know if Noah's down with this, but, but this might be a way to bring Ozzy back into the fray. Yeah. If he doesn't that. have to prepare, then he doesn't have an excuse. He doesn't. <laughs> so <laughs> also, I'm 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 back into the process oh, of. No. <laughs> On Twitter, uh, harassing uh, internet. Yes, that's true. Uh, co- internet famous people in their DMs to come on the podcast. It's worked before. A uh, second try. Oh, it worked with um, Epic Voice Guy. Yeah, yes. that him, Sam Basher. Those those two that worked. Um, but now it's not working great right now. No responses yet. We we'll probably um, have to call back into the Wanger show and guilt one of them into doing. Oh it yeah, again. okay, that sounds like a plan. All right. You're going to get banned off Twitter again. <laughs> oh, my. From spamming people. It runs in the family. All right, <laughs> moving on. Uh, all right, again, thank you, you guys for nothing. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Again, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, we will be back, and we'll see you on the next one. next week uh because depending on when you want to record i'm leaving for london on monday oh that's cool that's cooler than my thing (laughs) i'm leaving for hawaii on tuesday 
Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Huh? I, actually, um, this is this is an unrelated thing, but uh, actually, no. Do you have anything you want to tell us? Where are you going in London? What you doing in London, Brianna? <laughs> um, pretty much everything. We're seeing Wicked on the West End. We're touring like important locations to mm. Queen's history, like the band Queen. <laughs> oh my God, I um, thought you meant like actually royalty. We should keep this part in, honestly. Uh, yeah, it's right. still recording, so. Yeah, okay. All right. um, Maybe. <laughs> I'll be seeing like one of my favorite bands in concert because they're back on, they're back together after like six years on hiatus. And I'll also be seeing Far From Home. Um, nice. Coincidentally, while wow, I'm in London. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's cool. Um, and just a lot of like really touristy stuff. Like we're, and we're flying to Paris for two days, I think, while we're there. So I'll be, we'll be like, this is like the most, probably the most expensive trip I've ever been on. We're going to like, we're doing like the Louvre after hours. We're Ooh, doing wow. like, yeah, like with, with a chocolate, there's like a chocolate tour involved. We're doing the London Eye, like a private pod in the London Eye. It's like, like. All of it. Everything. Yeah. Like That's everything. Really cool. You become oh, the queen of England. Yeah. yeah right. The queen of England. Yeah. Yeah. We have like become a member of royalty or something yeah. like that yeah if only 